Welcome to the Courageous Leader Podcast. I'm Tom Richard. And I'm Joanna Lee. This podcast raises awareness about the importance of courage in the workplace and elsewhere and the need to cultivate courage within ourselves and others. This podcast is part two of our conversation with Brian Wall, a principal with Bostwick Design Partnership based in Cleveland. Now on to the podcast. I'm an architect, so I can say I can say just about anything I want to about architects because I know how how they work. <laughs> and it's it's pretty interesting to me that when you ask architects to write down what their steps are in a process or what they're going to do or or how their how their work impacts others, they can't. And the reason why they can is because they've never written it down before. They've never sat down and said, "Well, I need to do X, Y, and Z." in order for the next person to do X, Y, and Z. Or they've never sat down and said, well, I, I need this decision by you know, this time so I can keep the rest of the team going on everything else. So I think there's a, a, you know, I go back to the transparency that I talked about before. Architects don't openly share how they get through their process. And for owners, I think it's important for us to share because they need to understand why they need to make decisions for us so that we can keep the process going. A lot of times owners don't understand what decisions they need and why. So I think it's architects jobs to really gain their understanding into our process so that we can move the, move the project forward. Get, get the owner's understanding, but you have to understand it first. Correct. That, that time I was talking about myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm curious what advice you have to, to current architects. I, I, mean, I get to work with architects a lot, and I like them. Uh, and they yeah. have these challenges uh, that you're talking about. So, and, and part of the challenges they have is, well, for right now, there's a group that, you know, they're working literally to eight or nine at night because things have fallen behind and it's stressful, it's tiring. Uh, how do they avoid that in your, your view? I mean, I, I've certainly given them my opinion, but uh, what's your view? You're the architect, so tell us. Thanks, Tom. Um, the advice that I would give to, to other architects is um, do what you say you're going to do. You know, fulfill your promises that you, that you make. Um, you know, there is a lot of, uh, burnout in our industry and a lot of the things that you're talking about, you know, working the eight or eight or nine at night doesn't help the owner or yourself really to get, you know, to get, to make the industry better, to make the processes better. So I go back to the three words that I started with, which is transparency, communication, and, and promise, you know, be transparent with everything, be overly transparent. Because, again, architects don't like to be transparent with their information and communicate uh, more than more than what you think you should. Um, I also I also think that um, uh, architects like to um, how do I say it? They like to create their art. Buildings to them are art, art forms, just like you paint a painting or you do a sculpture kind of um, uh, it's their art and they don't, they want to, they want to create something on their own. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people feel that a lot of architects feel that I am the creator 
and nobody else's ideas can really participate in my creation. Right. This is, this is pretty deep for, for me, but I feel that my creations are better because of other people of what the construction manager or the, or the person who is building the, the building or space helps my designs be better or somebody who just came out of school um, that has fresh new ideas. I've been doing this for oh, 23 years now. And somebody coming out of school has fresh new ideas to make my, to make the architecture better. Right. So my, my biggest advice I would share with everybody, ideas can come from some and from anywhere, you know, open up your, your process, open up your designs to make them better. I think that is true across the board. So regardless of what industry, you have mentioned several things that um, it doesn't matter who we're working with. These are the same issues, right? So um, you end up having this siloed work because of either that lack of transparency, lack of communication, empty promises, or um, that wanting to take that ownership of your own creation. Um, maybe even just that lack of uh, clarity, being vague about what you actually need to do. We've heard a lot of uh, a lot of people on different types of teams mention that, yeah, you know, they had this training, but then they came into the actual work environment and they didn't actually get trained for working in that specific environment with the people that they would be working with and how that flows. So whether it's a new, you know, newly educated person who just got certified and they're jumping in or whether they had just come from another place, you know, they might just be moving, you know, into a different office or a different hospital, whatever it is. And so there's a, there's a lot of learning that happens in that. And if you are stuck doing what you think you should be doing, and that's not the way it's done, you're not only, and you're not asking for help because right. you haven't, um, you haven't felt that foundation of trust. And maybe there isn't one there to begin with, but you modeling to other architects, Hey, I want to have somewhat of a collaborative design. And I know that the best, my best work is going to happen if I am seeking out fresh ideas from these new people. Likewise, I also need to be looking to those who have gone before me and have been very experienced. And and if we could take, you know, that and pull it all together, in any environment, any industry, um, it would be so much more enriched. The work would be, you would have, you know, higher creativity and, you know, things would get done on a different level. And so, you know, you mentioned, I don't know, you know, what was done in the past, but um, do you now, is there, when people are going through um, their schooling and, do they have any collaborative design work where they're, or is you, or is it usually individual? 
it's uh, the collaboration. Collaboration is starting to be, get more traction within the education environment, at least in in architecture. But it's still very individual. Mm-hmm. Um, it it focuses on you know the ultimately we get licensed as architects, right? We're responsible mm-hmm. for people's lives. Um, so there's a lot of individual training that happens so that that person can get to that point in their, in their careers, wherever, wherever that is. So I think that's why they still focus on, you know, individual people instead of the collaborative team environment. When I went, when I went through the education system, I, um, in my last year there, I had to work in a group of four working and making, you know, creating a project, uh, with four of us. So that I, I had a little bit of that, but not, but not clearly enough for the work environment. But I'll tell you when I first started at, um, a firm, I would come in every day, sit at my desk and wait. Mm-hmm. And I would wait until somebody told me what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but that's not very collaborative to me. It's it's more of a dictatorship, demand demand and control, uh, than it is being collaborative and and how people do their work and get through their work every day. So today, uh, project teams are now um, understanding the flow of work so that um, that it's not as individual. Starting you know within our own office, and then they take that out to projects, which I think really helps teams be a little more successful. Yeah. yeah that, and I'm, go, go ahead. ahead, Tom. Well, just, I think that's an interesting point to raise that um, so many people are conditioned from school, even education to work on their own. Cause I contrast that with I mean, my, my daughter is uh, in theater and graduating from high school, but you're forced to be collaborative, right? The cast right. and the crew are the cast and the crew and you work together. But when you think about it, that's actually almost an anomaly in our, not only our education system, but also our work environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is that, true. yeah. I was thinking about that and I mentioned this to, um, went to a, what is your hybrid, uh, panel a couple of weeks ago. And so people were talking about, you know, how are we going to do this? And, you know, with people wanting to work from home or, you know, how are we going to have a more collaborative environments and have, People want to come to work here and there. But, um, you know, it's we have been conditioned to our grades in school. They're ours. And anytime we have group work, um, usually teamwork, um, as far as, you know, that school work is concerned, we hate it. Because, you know, you have the same people who are always pulling the load. And then you have those who are, you know, just pretty much doing nothing or, you know, whatever it is, it's usually those group assignments aren't as positive as, um, you know, they, they could be. And so in those group assignments, none of us that were trained on how to work together as groups, we're just told this is what you're going to do. And so if we, so we got very little training um, in the standard education. Um, and so when the only time we saw that really is on sports teams, right? Or like Tom, like you're saying, like in a in an environment where you are forced because of what you're creating, you know, you take an orchestra and you have someone who is perfecting their one 
their instrument and their piece. And then you bring these, all of these pieces together and they have to learn how they fit individually, what they're bringing, their gift and their strength, what they're bringing to this shared work. And what comes out of that is absolute can be absolutely beautiful if they've learned how to, to do this together. But most of us have not had any training on how to work as a team. And, you know, like we mentioned early on, even in our families, it's, you know, it's rare that you had very intentional training on how to relate to others and have a positive culture, um, you know, where you could grow, you know, and one of, one of our biggest, um, you know, hopes for those that we work with is you're not only getting professional development, you're not only getting your team development, but you're getting personal development as well. So, um, for you, I know, you know, you've come a long way, um, you know, from this person who had, who sat and waited to be told what to do fresh out of school to now being in a, you know, leadership role, senior leadership role. And so, you know, you've had to step into some some things that um, you did not have the, the tools or the skills and you had to figure it out and you had to develop those in some way so that you weren't the person waiting to be told so that you you could um you know, you had to master some things and you're still learning and yeah. and still growing. But what um, what are some of those skills or some of that, um, you know, that personal to professional development that um, you have acquired that you've that you've seen be able to relate over to, you know, pro- promoting the positive work culture? Well, that's a pretty deep question, Joanna. So <laughs> I'm not sure where to start with that one. But uh, I've, I've had a lot of help uh, over the over my career. Uh, I'm starting with, as I was growing up through my career, um, you know, a, a, a self-coach that, that actually helped me understand how my voice was heard and how my voice um, uh, affects other other people. Uh, did a lot of reading. I've read a lot of uh, leadership and, and um, how it works and how it um, how people relate to that. I've also done a lot of um, uh, through my projects. Done a lot of understanding of other of other people. You know, I've worked with you and and both you and Tom on certain on certain skill sets that have really helped me be who I am so, and along with a few people here at my own office that have helped me uh, be who I am um, through all of the com- conversations over the years and all the, all the, um, all the hard times and all the hard conversations they've, they've helped me through that. And I think uh, I am so passionate about communication, transparency and, and delivering is because I think I'm a pretty diligent person uh, and, and finding the right avenues and the right people to help me along the way uh, was critical to my to where I am today. Mm-hmm. You have shown a, a strong interest and in, in taken action on just learning from people, and you're one mm-hmm. of the few architects, probably you're the only one I know, that goes into the construction site and will talk to a, 
a tradesperson and ask them oh about the work and ask them about how the design impacts their work and learn from that. Um, first of all, I would say that takes some courage. Most construction executives are frankly afraid to do that kind of thing and talk to people that are working with tools. So hats off to you for doing that. I'm curious, what are some of the most interesting things or helpful things you've learned from those conversations? Yeah, so um, when I was uh, when I was on my very first construction project, so in, in architecture, what happens is you you come out of school, you have to what you know you have to learn a lot, like we're talking about, you know, over five to ten years or whatever whatever the learning time frame is before you can even step out on on the site. You know, you got to learn enough to understand how construction works so that you can have those conversations. And the, the very first time I did that, one of the, um, one of the drywallers uh, asked me to come over and look at something, and it was a windowsill detail. And at the bottom of a window, we put this nice little, this nice windowsill, the, you know, that you could sit on you know, cause it was deep enough where you could sit on. And he, and he told me, he said, if you would just put a little piece of wood or a little piece of trim underneath the windowsill, cause we did it. When people sit on it, the jip board wouldn't crack. And when it cracks, the wood would hide the crack because you sit on something and it, it was just a little bit. And I'm like, huh, that was, that was a really, that was really good advice. And ever since that point, I really feel that, Ideas can come from anywhere mm-hmm. and come from anybody. And in our industry, there is such a, there's such a division between those building the building and those designing or, or being the executives or whatever, being the owner, there's such a division between those uh, two folks or those two, those two entities that it really hurts making the product better for the, for the people using the space. So I really feel that asking those folks what they think can only make their job better and ultimately make the, uh, you know, the whole design better. I remember another uh, situation when, uh, Tom, you've seen me use this picture uh, other times. I, I went in and uh, somebody was, um, <clears throat> they were putting tile up in a bathroom. Yeah, so exciting, right? You're talking about a bathroom, tile in a bathroom. But the guy stopped and he looked at me and he said, wow, the architect has never asked me a question before in my life. This guy was, must have been in his 50s, 60s, I, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere a little, little older, a little more experienced. And I, I just stood there and I'm like, why not? You, you're the one putting it together. I, I just draw it. I don't know if it's going to work or not, really. You're the one making it work. And he told me a couple of things of how to make the, of how to make putting up tile better. So... I, I really do think you can learn from anybody and, and, and the, especially those putting up the, putting up the tile or putting that little piece of wood trim underneath, underneath the windowsill. It's ideas can come from anywhere and it makes it better. 